Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We've been talking about the secret place real quickly. Has it been blessing anybody, man? Changed my whole life. Secret place is the, is, the, is, the, is, is, is the awareness that God is in us. Matthew 6, 6 says, when you pray, go into your closet. Don't make a public spectacle. Go into your closet and pray in secret where the Father is. And he that sees in secret will reward you openly. I saw where the Father is. Those four words really stuck out to me. Like, the Father is in the secret place. Yeah, he's not sitting high looking low. He's not, on the, he's not in heaven looking down on us. He's in us. Saved or not, believer or atheist, ratchet or righteous, old or young, human or animal, animal or element, dead or alive. God can speak to anything. Y'all looking at me like dead or alive. He told Lazarus. I'm sorry. (laughs) Lazarus was dead. The dry bones were skeletons. And they came back. Any God can communicate to anything. The Red Sea stood up because he communicated. Yeah. The animals came two by two to Noah's Ark because he spoke to them. He, he speaks to the winds and the seas. And the disciples said, what manner of man is this that the, that the winds and the seas obey him? You can speak to like weather. You can speak to the winds and, and they all hear him. He's God. And he has a secret place with every element that he can communicate with. And he could communicate to. He spoke to the fig tree. The Bible says he answered the fig tree like, what's up? And he cursed the fig tree and it died. So trees, I mean... It's beyond our understanding, and it's supposed to be. He's God. We're not. Are y'all surprised that you're not God? Y'all got quiet on that. (laughs) Some of y'all think you Bruce Almighty. You're not. Not even Evan Almighty. You just saved by grace. That's all I want to be. So the secret place is where God speaks to all of us. Romans 2 says we suppress that voice sometimes because of the evil or, or, or the, the self-pleasure we want to perform in our lives. So if we really want to do something and you hear him, don't do it. Don't do it. Or if you hear him saying do it and you really don't want to do it, you continue to suppress that voice. Whether you're saved or not, whether you know it's his voice or not, he's speaking to you, trying to get you to obey him. So this is good news to you. Because I know you think, oh, God must be speaking to him. He's the pastor. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a preacher. He pray all the time. That's why he knows. No, 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 no. Sinner or saint. Two-year-old or 200, I don't know. He speaks to all of us. Amen? That's, That's why you say something told me not to. It's not something. It's the Father. Are y'all hearing me? So I don't want to stay on that too long, but that's that's where this is coming from. This sermon is coming from that, that we was on that for like 20 weeks. So if it's your first week, uh, sorry you missed it. 
uh, we're kind of trying to bring it to a close, but everything springs from that place. That's why you don't have to feel sorry for people. If they're in Indonesia, they don't hear the gospel. He's speaking in them. Oh, come on. You ain't got to feel sorry, but you don't have to feel sorry. I mean, your heart can have compassion, and you can try to do ministry and missions out there to make them more aware of what they already know. Yeah, if they're mentally, you know, if they're mentally uh, uh, challenged, God speaks to them. We must be patient with them, but God speaks to them. Come on, y'all. If they're deaf, God speaks to them. If they're blind, God speaks to them. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair to judge them if they couldn't hear him. could he punish anybody or send anybody to hell if I never heard a preacher oh but you heard me and Romans 2 says that you can look at the clouds in the sky and see that there's a God you can he says that it's clearly seen thank you Chris it's clearly seen that he exists and he put all these things there that we might search for him come on you might not have a preacher but you got a tree it's grass in your neighborhood so let me get off of that because I have to go to the, to the, next, to the next thing. So, so God has brought us to now September. This is the last uh, one. And he told us this will be a September to remember. Amen? Has it been a September to remember for you? It'll be a September to remember if you make it the September you surrender. All right. You always put that up there right now. That's not, that's good. Thank you so much. We're talking about surrendering many different things. The first thing was surrendering bitterness, surrendering offense, forgiving people, not harnessing uh, uh, grudges. And they don't even have to know you forgave them, but you release them in your heart because you're holding yourself back from information, wisdom, creativity that God wants to give you, productivity. You're holding yourself back from flourishing and becoming all God has called you to be because you're anchored to what somebody did to you. Your boat can't sail because you're still upset at what happened 20, 30 minutes or years ago. Let it go. So you can float. It's time for you to float. So we talked about surrendering offense and all that. Now we're talking about surrendering success. Surrendering what you believe success is. In the secret place, God speaks to all of us. But we come out of that secret place into the world, into the culture. And we take our cues from our family. Aunt Samantha did it this way. Uncle, my dad, I always saw this. My cousins always saw Yo, my brothers. We come out of the secret place where we get our identity. He's telling you who you are. And we seek to look like or identify ourselves by other things and people. So what we think a successful marriage is, what we think successful friendships is, what we think a successful career is, what we, whatever we think our, 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 our aggressive pursuit of our version of success draws us out of the secret place. So we stop seeking him and we start seeking Google. Or start scrolling and seeing what they're doing. Okay, the Kardashians do this. I got to do this. Okay, this. I love the Kardashians. Love y'all. Sorry, I didn't mean to say no names. So it's, it's like we start getting our cues from the outside instead of the inside. So now you're changing based on the outside, and, and God wants you to change based on the inside. The Bible calls him wonderful counselor. He counsels. I wish I had a couch out here. 
He kept, just give me my chair. I'm going to act like I'm a, I'm a counselor. I'm, yeah. Matter of fact, bring your chair out here too, Cam. We're going to just have a little demonstration. Bring your chair out here. You sit right there. You're the counselor. I'm on the couch. I wish I had two chairs so I could just lay out flat. Just <sighs> the counselor is the one who hears your innermost thoughts. The counselor is the one who hears the truth of how you feel about things. The counselor is the one when you air out all your thoughts. The Bible says he knows your thoughts are far off. So he, what happened? What happened to my counselor? Oh, did he get fired? Okay. You come and you lay on the couch and you say, Jim, I hate my boss. He don't know it, but I'm telling you. And Jim says, well, what's wrong with what? He counsels you. God, Jesus is our counselor. He's the one that advises you. He absorbs how you feel and then directs you in the way you should go. That's why he says, in all thy ways, check in with the counselor. <laughs> in all, look at your neighbor and say, you're due for an appointment. You're due. You're due. You're due. You ain't been to the counselor in months. You ain't been there in years. Now you're going crazy. Your mind is slipping. Get back in that office. Get back on that couch. Get back on your knees. You're due for an appointment. He's the counselor. He's the one that advises you on what you should do. Not, not the news, not the president, not the boss, not your aunt, not your uncle. You can get wise people around you. That's good. But your ultimate counsel comes from the secret place. Because this side might say go. This might, side might say stop. What should I do? In this season, matter of fact, the Bible in one scripture might say, go. And the other scripture might say, stand still and see the salvation. What should I do? It's quiet in this church and I knew we should have. He is our counselor. You get to lay on the couch. And, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. You get to sit on the couch of your heart, of your secret place, and converse not with a stranger. The reason why he's the ultimate counselor is because he's not a stranger trying to understand you. He's the father who loves you and who created you. Woo! Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you're not talking to him for no reason. You're not, talk you're not hoping he gets it. He knows what you have need before, before you ask. So take advantage of the free counsel of Almighty God. It's free. Or keep going to counselors paying $100 an hour. I did it. My wife did it. You did it. Some of y'all did it. And if you're doing it, okay, that's cool. I mean, sometimes God does use other other confirmations, but you have the ultimate counselor on the inside. What should I do next? What should my, what should, how should I respond to this? How should I go? What's priority? I got a lot of things I want to do. What's first? Come on. What's next? Because a lot of us go after success, what we think will make us make it, and we deny everything we should do to get our lives in order. 
So the things that, that we reach for for success, we talked about, and, and this surrender is not really about, it's, it's really about alignment. It's about coming in line with who he created you to be. So yeah, we're waving a white flag, and that usually looks like a loss, like, oh, all right, I give up. All right, I'm sorry. All right, it's not that. It's like, oh, let me, oh, I'm not in, uh, let me align myself with your vision for my life. Okay, y'all don't like that. Okay, let me go to the scripture. It's okay. It's okay. So the things that bring us out of this secret place is, uh, we talked about it a, a few weeks. Number one is performance. Performance. Success is performance. What you do makes you who you are. Hi, what's your name? I'm Sally. Sally, what do you do? That's like the next question. That's the culture. That's society. And most of y'all looking at me like, yeah, that's, that's normal. Just because it's normal don't mean it's accurate. It's not, it doesn't mean that's how God designed it. The children of Israel was in Egypt for 400 years. I'm sure they had new normals by year 306. I'm sure they moved so far from God's plan by year 259. So just because it's normal culture now doesn't mean it's the way it should be. Now you feel like I got to be something and do something to have identity and credibility. When God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and Jesus did nothing. Yeah, I like this silence. This is going to be a silent night. Jesus did nothing and the father said, I'm well pleased with you. Because you don't have to perform for my acceptance. Live. Get around people you don't have to perform for, for their acceptance. Performance is number one. Possessions is number two. What you have. Not just what you've done, but what you have. Nice car, nice house, trophies, letters behind your name. I'm a doctor. I'm a this. I'm that. What you have. I won the award for manager of the year. I'm the best teacher of the year. I'm the da da da. We, we identify ourselves and success is in our possessions. Which is why we all wear name brand stuff. Because if you don't know me, you're going to see this Louis on me, Louis Vuitton. She must be something. No, that must be a fake bag. I mean, you don't know. So... I'm just saying you don't know. I'm, none of y'all stuff is fake. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the CC in the Chanel is connected. It looked like OO. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, look like glasses and stuff. Anyway, but we, we, we want to we wanna show credibility to ourselves by what we possess. What you possess does not make you. We're going to talk about it. So you got to surrender going after possessions. God is pleased before you possess. Okay. And, and, and then we, so now we compare ourselves. Oh, she got that. and I, ooh. Now, now you're discontent with your life because someone else has either more or different than you. I'm glad y'all shouted and we did all that we win. I'm glad we did all that winning earlier. Because this is the breakfast of champions right here. This is what winners think about. This is how winners think. You can't make me by what I have. I ain't got nothing but I got power. I don't have a new car but I got authority. I don't have a big house but I got favor. I don't have a lot of money but I can love you out of your mess. Yo, don't play with me. I got peace. I don't need possessions. Anybody in the building got peace in the building? 
got more than the people who appear to have more. So stop going after what they have because they're going after what you already got. Tell your neighbor you already got it. Oh, that's the sermon today. That's the sermon. Tell somebody else you already got it. You don't have to go for what you already have. You already got it. Possessions don't bring peace or pleasure. God does. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures. So things don't bring pleasures. God does. Man, you can sit back down, son. When, I, when, I, when I'm ready for your counsel, I'll call you back up. I'm ready for my next class. You can take your chair. Yeah. I think I'm done with that. But I might call you back. So now we compare ourselves. Look at the first scripture. Let's go. Visitors, I do do scriptures. Look. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not. Another scripture said it's not wise to compare yourselves with others. It's not wise. Whoa. So you're not walking in wisdom when you're comparing. You're going to see some scriptures today you've probably never seen in your life. This is probably one of them. It's not wise to compare. Not, it's not true. It may be true they have a bigger house, but it's not wise to compare. Their kids might be faster than yours, but it's not wise to compare, although it's true. Because all you're going to do is go into yourself and try to outperform them. So now your whole life's focus is being better than them. Or just as good as them. It is not wise to compare. Everybody say that. Everybody that's comparing. Now you got the same lashes as you've seen online. You got the same eyebrow. Every woman looks alike now because everybody comparing is just like cookie cutter. When God made you with your own individuality. God made you with your own features. God made you fearfully and wonderfully. And you're masking that to fit in. The devil is a liar. You give God glory by being individual. You give God glory by being different. You give God glory. I'm a different expression of God. You might be like this. I'm like this. It don't matter. It gives God. Hallelujah. Let them laugh at you for being different. Let them laugh at you for being crazy. Your blessing's about to be crazy. Your favor about to be crazy. It doesn't matter. It is not wise to compare. I want to get that in, y'all, because we do this all the time, subconsciously. You just flick at two channels, the, the woman on the news. Oh, her wig is... What? Okay, you got a better wig. You got a better... Who cares? That's not success or failure. I'm not a success if I have. I'm not a failure if I don't. The only thing you fail and you consider the failure that you don't have is Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you are losing. I, I got to be honest with you right there. You're losing. But if you got God on the inside, if any man be in Christ. Let me keep moving. I got some scriptures to show y'all. Are y'all ready? Okay. Do not compare. Do not compare. It is is not wise sometimes i'll be like babe could you come up and uh do the offering or preach or say something 
I don't do like you. you. You never will. And I'll never do what you do. I can't. But it's not wise sometimes. She's good. She's getting over her fear. I love her. Came out her box, crushing fear. I love it. I'm loving this new you. It looks so good on you. You are flourishing. You are prospering. You are beautiful inside and out. You are anointed. And God has called you for this time. And I'm grateful for the voice and the wisdom that is in you. And I speak strength. I speak courage and favor in your life. Fearless. 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 In Jesus' name. So stop comparing. Your song ain't going to be like Drake's. Most people want success only because they're comparing. Oh, another scripture you ain't seen. Survey says. Let's go. Here goes Solomon, the wisest man in the world. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. Well, I'm so glad y'all shouted. Breakfast of champions. That's what we chew on right here. I'm not about to envy somebody else's success so much that I'm going after mine outside of the will of God. So now you're pushing so hard outside of the secret place, wondering why you're sick, wondering why you're stressed, wondering why relationships ain't working. You're pressing hard for the wrong motives. You only want employee of the month because Clarence got it last month. You don't want to be the best employee. You want to be better than Clarence. Never mind. All right. Solomon said, this is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. Yeah, man, let that sink in for a second. This is the breakfast of the winners. This is what we chew on. This is how we think. We're not comparing ourselves. We're not motivated to be successful because he's successful. Or because she's successful. That's her. That's what God is doing in her. That's what God is doing in him. My wisdom will be to get in my secret place to see what God is doing. Never mind, y'all. So you could be deceived. Like I, this is what it takes to win. But the next scripture, we're going to go through some scriptures. Are y'all cool? All right, let's go. Empty my heart of everything that is false and every lie and every crooked thing. Because I could think this is the way to succeed and that could be false. Lord, empty, just empty my heart. Empty out my heart of everything that is false and every lie and every crooked thing. And, oh gosh. Listen to Solomon. Listen to the wisest man that ever walked the earth besides Jesus himself. Give me neither poverty, undue poverty, or undue wealth, but rather feed my soul with the measure of prosperity that pleases you. Woo, this patty cake praise is, I guess y'all listening, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is heavy today. This is heavy, man. I don't want to be poor. In my mind, poverty is not just money. Okay. I don't want a broken mentality, and I don't want undue wealth. Don't make me too rich. Another translation says, give me my portion. Liv, is there anybody this morning that just want your portion? I don't want what's yours. I don't want what's yours. I don't want what's his. I don't want what's hers. God, just 
give me what's mine because what God has for me Oh, it's for me. And you can't take what he got. I don't care if you get married before me. My man is still somewhere. My woman is still somewhere. I don't care if 10 of my friends get married. I don't care if 10 of them start their business. Mine is coming. Somebody scream, give me my portion. Feed me. Feed my soul with the measure of prosperity that pleases you. Because you know if I get too much, I just get a little conceited and a little arrogant. Like, excuse me, I was next in line. You at Starbucks making a scene. I could buy, I could buy this whole Starbucks. That's why you ain't got it. That's why. So God knows your limits. Humility will expand your ceiling. Some of us can't wait to not need people. We call that freedom. I just can't wait till I don't need anybody. Well, we are many members. You always going to need somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. All right, don't don't finish it. Don't finish it, y'all. All right, all right, all right. Solomon said this. I'm moving it quickly so we can get out of here. He said, go back to the other scripture really quick. Thank you so much. He said, so I took some time to just go after success. Ecclesiastes 2. I took some time to just go after what man does. Like outside of God, uh, you can't be outside of God because he's in the secret place, but you know what I'm saying. Not following the leading of God, but let me just see what it is to just gain the world. Ah! Woo! He, he, he said, I, I had everything. I built cities, buildings. I built, I, 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 I planted trees. Look, you got to read Ecclesiastes 2. I planted trees that had every type of fruit. So all type of fruit and vegetation, I planted all those trees, and I built rivers around it to feed the trees. Look at this man. He said, I had slaves, women, and and men, and they had kids, so I had slaves born in my house, so everybody worked for me. Everybody did everything. I had wives and concubines. He said, that'll give any man pleasure. Read it. I I was so pleased as a man, it ain't make no sense. He has 700 wives, no, 300 wives, and 700 concubines. He had 1,000 women. It's only 365 days a year. So he saw her every three years. The wisest man in the world had women, money, buildings, riches, everything. And this is what he said. Oh my, I hope y'all ready. Let's go. Anything I saw and wanted, I got for myself. I didn't miss any pleasure I desired. I was pleased with everything I did. And this pleasure was the reward for all my hard work. Uh Uh-huh. Are y'all ready for what's next? All right, next verse. This is the next verse. Then I considered all which my hands had done and labor to do, and behold, all. 
Let me get down with y'all. You feel this? You feel this? Y'all feel me? Can you feel me? All. It says, all was vanity and chasing after the wind. And there was no profit, nothing of lasting value under the sun. Start your business, but don't overvalue it. It don't mean that much. Make your money, but don't let it mean that it has no lasting value. God said, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's the thing that has lasting value, your soul. What condition is your soul in, not your business? Uh Uh-oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got new marketing plans for our business, but no new prayer strategies for our soul. Oh, y'all quiet now. We got new ideas for the business, but no new plan for the soul. Majoring in the minors. Nothing of lasting value under the sun. Get your cars. Get your houses. You'll never have more than Solomon. And he said this. Yeah, let it sink in. I hope it busts your bubble in your secret place because it killed mine. I almost threw all my clothes away. I'm going to wear the same thing for six months. I don't care. It does not define me. It does not bring me joy. Hallelujah. All is vanity. I was in the mirror today with this little brush that make your hair like kind of nat- like this is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sponge brush. The fellas, y- y'all know. If you got the kind of hair I got, y'all know what I'm talking about. You just be in there like shh, 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 shh. And I'm making sure that it's all even on it. I'm like, this is vanity. In my head, like this is vanity. But the culture is so set up to <laughs> destroy you. Is, is Pastor sick? What's wrong with his hair? Is he, he wore the same thing? Is he all right? I'm fine. Matter of fact, I'm free of your opinion. Uh-oh. Ooh, good God Almighty. Anybody else that's free in here, can I hear you make noise? Like nobody's sitting next to you. I don't care who's sitting next to me. I don't care what you think about me. Who the sun sets free, it's free indeed. Let the redeemed of the Lord set. Care what you think about me? You didn't set me free and you can't. You didn't heal me and you can't. You didn't deliver me and you can't. You didn't save me and you can't. But God. All right, let me get y'all out of here. One time somebody screamed, God did it. All right. I'm telling you this point so you'll never have to get there. I don't want you to ever get to this point where I done did all that. And now you're on your deathbed like, Jimmy, you take the farm. Barbara, you take the. Solomon said it. He said, all this wealth I accrued is going to be left to somebody else. And whether they're wise or foolish, I don't know. He said, the wise and the foolish have the same end. Death. 
let's talk about it. Next one. Let's talk about this, y'all. So I hated all the fruit, all the gain of my labor, which I had labored under the sun. I hated it. Because I must leave it to the man who will succeed me. (laughs) And who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool. Yet he will have control over all the fruit of my labor. For which I have labored by acting wisely under the sun. This too is vanity, futility, and self-conceit. He's saying even this thought is vain. To be thinking like, who going to have my stuff when I leave? He's like, even that's vanity. Who's going to carry on the business after we're gone? I mean, it's, it's, it's responsible, but it's like a sense of van, vanity, self-conceit. Let me end it with this. This is my first closing. Visitors, I have three, okay? Here we go. This is the turn I wanted to make. This is what I want to tell you today. Next scripture says, the best a person can do is eat drink, and enjoy his work. No house is on there. No money is on there. Enjoy what you do. I mean, sweet, like you're the best janitor in the... We got people at our house now power, power washing our house. They, they happy. They just, I'm like, man, they enjoy. Dude, kill it. The woe is me. Mondays should be gone. I understand I got to do this for a season. Even though this is not my purpose, this is my stop along the way. Even though it's not my purpose, it's my process. Come on. So enjoy whatever it is you do. Here we go. Let me end it right here. Are y'all with me? Wait, go back, go back, go back. The best a person can do is eat drink and enjoy his work and I saw that even this comes from God no one can eat or enjoy life (laughs) without God we're going to learn something in a minute y'all but even that comes from God so you enjoying your life is not your choice Let me just enjoy this. No, 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 no. That comes from God. Oh, let's look. Let's dig a little bit more. Keep going. Let's keep digging. Let's keep digging. Keep digging. Next. I'm sorry. If a person pleases God, God will give him wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But the sinner will get only the work of gathering and storing wealth. Do you feel me? Then he will have to give it to the one who pleases God. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Live. I thought y'all were. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Did y'all hear what I just said? If a person pleases God, he'll give you wisdom, knowledge, and joy. If you're a sinner, you're going to make all this money. You're going to store it up and give it to the one who pleases God. So your goal should be not only to please your boss, but it should be to please the Lord. Let this. uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. The wealth of the wicked. Is laid up for the righteous. Houses you didn't build, you about to live in. 
Y'all, I'm telling y'all what I know right now. I said, houses you didn't build, the wicked are going to build it and they're going to have to hand it over to you because you please God in your secret place. He's going to give you favor that you can't apply for. Favor that you don't... Somebody scream, favor! Stay with me to the end, y'all, please. Don't be jealous of everything the sinners are building. Some sinners are building your building. I, I wish somebody could help me. Look at your neighbor and say, let them build. Let them create. Let them make. Let them do all. Yeah, let them do it. Because they're going to hand it over to me. Because if a man's ways please God, he'll make even his enemies be at peace with him. One second, let me end this. Look at your neighbor and say, please God. And everything you're working so hard to go after, he'll hand it over to you. The Bible puts it like this, seek ye first. I gotta, I gotta run. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be handed over to you. Are y'all ready for God to serve you? Uh oh, never mind. Then he will have to give it to the one who pleases God. Not to the one who works as hard. Not to the employee of the month. Not to the teacher's pet. He'll give it to the one who pleases. So my success is in the secret place. My success is not plaques on my wall. My success is not awards and accolades. My success is my, what you say? Yes, is my obedience to the Father who's speaking to me in the secret place. You don't even know I'm obeying him. To you, I'm just living. But to me, I'm listening so I can please him. And he'll give me the wealth of the wicked. I'm living it right now. So all his work is useless. It's like chasing the wind. This is the part I like. He says another evil, but another translation says the next scripture. Thank you. Here's something else I observed that's unfair. This is Solomon. Here's something else I observed that's unfair under the heaven. He said it's unfair. There's another evil which I have seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on men. A man who God has given riches and wealth and honor so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet, God has not given him the power to enjoy it. I got to get out this church. So God allows him to have all these good things, but he don't give him the power or capacity to enjoy them. All those things which are gifts from God. But a stranger in whom he has no interest succeeds him and enjoys them. This is vanity and it is a cause of great distress. Listen to me live. God gives us the ability to enjoy what we have. Not what's coming. I know you're waiting for what's next. He lets you, he gives you the power to enjoy what you got now. 
Somebody look at your outfit and say, I like this. Just look at yourself and say, I like this. I, I like this. I mean, I wish I could have had a little, but I like, look at your own self. Come on, y'all. Say, I like this. I like this. Did y'all read that scripture? He says, if you keep reading that, that's Ecclesiastes 6. Read the whole Ecclesiastes 6. Even if he has a hundred children or lives to be 2,000 years old, if he cannot enjoy it, a stillborn child is better off than him. The Bible said it. Just go look at it. He said at least that, that child passes from darkness to darkness. He ain't got to experience the evil in the world and go through all this stress and then die like the rich man does. But it's worse to have riches, cars, money, women, men, power, influence. You own the world, but you don't have the power to enjoy it. Everybody's in your mansions for Christmas and you're depressed. I know stars like this. I know celebrities like this. I'm if I said some names, y'all be like, well, they look so happy online. They have the appearance of joy, but they don't have joy because they have not surrendered to God. You already have what they do not have. Somebody say, I already got it. They got Ferraris and cars and all this stuff. I, I, I know them. But they are very depressed and the cause of great distress because I thought getting all this will make me happy. Let me get another house there. I know somebody who literally said, I thought if I bought my fourth house in, in the, I forgot the place that he likes, that I would, God let him have all that, but he did not give him the power to enjoy it because that comes with a degree of relationship with me. I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. You're not going to have a more abundant life without surrendering to God. You can have all those things. You can have all that money. You can have all those possessions, but you ain't about to have my joy. So you better throw a party every weekend. Your holiday parties better be lit as possible because soon as the sun comes up and the party is over, there goes your happiness. give joy I don't care how people look online or in these videos when they're renting houses yep I said it they're renting houses they appear so happy so you think if I had that maybe I'll enjoy my life things do not give you the power to enjoy God does so instead of 16 cars, you're going to have joy on your scooter. Instead of 17 houses, you're going to have joy in your one bedroom. Instead of, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Look at somebody and say, I'm happy right now. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. I said the dose. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's why I came in here excited. I walked in here with joy. I didn't care if it was two people or 2,000 people. The God that I serve is alive on the inside of me. And he gives me the power and capacity to enjoy where I am now. There's more coming, but I have joy now. 
There's more coming, but I enjoy where I'm at. If you don't enjoy where you are now, check your secret place. Let me get y'all out of here. Y'all didn't come for all this. Two more scriptures and y'all going home. <laughs> oh, I got so much. Let me see some smiles real quick, please. Just Okay, cool, cool. I mean, I want you to get in your car that's smoking when you leave this park. And just. <laughs> hey, girl. Because my car don't bring me joy. My God does. My house don't bring me joy. My God does. Things don't bring me joy. Yes. You go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Next scripture. Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Better is the sight of the eyes. Better to enjoy what you can see before you than your desires wandering wanting more. Because it vexes your spirit. <laughs> Ooh, she got a man. I want a man. Vex. <laughs> now you can't hardly praise God. You can't, you can't think past your desire. You go home to a blessed house that's cool if your air conditioning works. You know what I'm saying? You go home to a blessed, protected place, but can't appreciate it because your desires are wandering. It's vanity, number one, and it vexes your own. Stop, stop it with the self-inflicting wounds. Stop it, Liv. Stop it. God is not unfair. You don't have the short end of the stick. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. It's vain. You just want to post my new house. Ah. Uh, uh, that's it. It's vanity and it vexes your own spirit. Here's another translation and we're going home. Let me stop saying that. Let me just enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming and dreaming and dreaming about nice things is meaningless like chasing the wind. It's always going to be something else to dream about. It's always, you won't get married and see another girl like, oh. You'll get married and see a more successful man and he's going to wink at you at millennia. You, oh. You can't sleep that night like Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's always something else to dream about even if you're living your dreams. Even if you're living your dreams, there's more, always something to dream about. Why vex your own spirit? Enjoy what you have. Somebody scream, I already got it. Already got it. It's not all I'm expecting, but I love what I have. Never mind, y'all don't like this. 
If they come back next week, I don't know. Last scripture. Thank you all for toiling with me through this. Even so, I noticed one thing, at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during their short life. God has given them. And to accept their lot in life, accept your portion, right? And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. You get that from God. I don't want to have riches and be sick. I don't want to have 19 cars and, can't, and I can't see, going blind. Can't, I don't want, and not just physical sickness, but emotional health to enjoy it. Come on, live spiritual health to enjoy it. God supplies health so you can enjoy your lot. Single bedroom, studio apartment, living with somebody. Enjoy your process until you progress. Come on, y'all. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. Last one. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I had it together on one. For he will not often, the person will not often consider the troubled days of his life because God keeps him occupied and focused on the joy of his heart. <laughs> and the tranquility of God that indwells, secret place, him. So to enjoy your life is a gift from God. And even your troubled days, you don't even think about it because God keeps you focused. <laughs> Keeps you so occupied on joy. You, oh, yeah, I did get fired last month. That's right. But I, I'm sorry. I got another job so quick. I forgot they laid me off. I'm sorry. I'm still so happy. I forgot he broke up with me. I didn't even know that. I don't, you're not even going to consider the troubled days because we've been indoors for one night. But joy keeps coming, keeps coming. Somebody scream, I already got it. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.